0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am the factory that couldn't, Trey Plutnicki.
1: And I am the maintenance worker who has to come in and clean up after two people rent out the entire ice skating rink, Daniel Kunkel. You're the Zamboni man? I'm the Zamboni man who comes in. (laughs) It's my night off, I thought, but then... This rich guy, I guess, wanted to come in and rent the whole ice skating rink. So now I've got to come in (laughs) to clean it because we got the game tomorrow, but that's at eight and I don't have time to come in before that.
0: (laughs) Well, I imagine he got tipped. This the Zamboni guy. Like, come on.
1: Hell no, I didn't get tipped. No way.
0: Oh,
1: from from this gentleman. No. Okay. from Mr. Young. No. Not William from William Young? Young, nay, nay, from Mister Young, I say.
0: <laughs> so, Daniel, uh, last time you and I chatted was, I think, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I believe. Yeah, or two weeks ago, and um, we are both going through our own arduous journeys uh, <laughs> through life. <laughs> meeting, meeting ourselves here uh, at the North Pole. Yeah, uh, where we record all of our podcasts yeah, in the same room. Do the entire time we both our microphones are, are candy canes the double is microphones and uh here we are so daniel name one fun thing that you did that was christmas related in these past two weeks
1: that was christmas related yeah um i um i, I ate some cookie dough you ate like raw cookie dough like raw cookie dough yeah i'm a bit of a bad boy so, like
0: that so daniel uh i i have read that if you eat raw cookie dough, you could get salmonella, right? I've
1: read that that too, yeah.
0: I have read that every time you eat cookie dough, there's like a one in like maybe 10,000 with the chances dwindling as time goes on, like chance that you can get salmonella from eating like raw eggs or raw cookie dough. And I have also read that (laughs) if you knew what it was like to have salmonella, you would not want to eat raw cookie dough. It's a good thing I don't know what salmonella feels like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a, you know, ignorance is bliss. Daniel, ignorance is bliss. I went, I went ice skating. Oh, wonderful! Uh, yes, I did go ice skating. Uh, last, first time I went ice skating was when I was in summer camp, um, and I went ice skating with this guy who was my friend named Ivan. I was like in fifth grade or something like that. And okay. this was the first time I went ice skating. He f- he fell and he busted open his lip and oh. then he had to go to the hospital Jesus. and get stitches in his lip. Yeah. Oh. So that was the first time. The second time I went ice skating, I believe, was another summer camp field trip. And then the third time I went ice skating was at the Ribbon in Chicago, uh, this little ice skating uh, track. And then the fourth time <laughs> was in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. And that was and that was uh, like two Saturdays ago.
1: You ice skated all across this great nation of ours.
0: Yeah, I've I've i skated I've i skated from New Jersey for, to Chicago to Salt Lake City. Up down, isn't that, isn't that a blessing? Up down all around. Would you if so
1: all now, the roads in America froze, would you ice skate across the country if you could?
0: Um, I actually so I don't know if you know this about me, but I actually planned one summer. I planned after a semester at school where we both attended school, which was in central mm-hmm. Ohio. I, I was planning a trip to walk home. Oh, from uh, from Ohio to Jersey to New Jersey. Yeah dang I I was fully planning and it fell through because my parents were like that is such a stupid idea what a dumb idea (laughs) you have concocted and I was like no I got the plan like I know where to stop I see the camping grass and they're like no that is that is foolish what you would do and then they go where where would you walk where would you walk along the highway and I said yeah along the highway and they said that is idiotic you're gonna die (laughs) i'm in
1: the middle of a cross-country move and after many much back and forth uh, my girlfriend and i decided to drive our car with our two cats back across country because it was like we could get it shipped but then it was like it was like almost two thousand dollars to ship it and also they were like yeah you probably won't have your car for like 15 days and we were like well you can just kind of drive and we've got like some friends in St. Louis that we're staying with, and we're staying with um one of our old teachers in uh Columbus, which is gonna be very exciting. Really? Who are you staying with with stone with oh my God is he gonna barbecue for you? I hope so, maybe but her mom uh, hates this idea it is like you all are going to die on the road (laughs) and despite the fact that i show her my wonderful bag of i i we're like low-key preppers like we're not crazy about it but we like have supplies and stuff and when we drove down to see to see you in utah especially i was like all right we get the the jumpers we get like roadside flares like bottle a big jug of water like we got all this stuff ready to go and she's still like you guys are gonna die on the road (laughs)
0: well what is it like it's it's like 46 hours right
1: it's like a yeah we're we're breaking it up we're taking it pretty slowly because we're gonna have two uh pretty annoying cats with us but we're doing like six to nine hours a day um and so we'll we'll be on the road for like six days start to finish which is not terrible that's not bad at all not bad at all
0: one of my favorite memories of this teacher you just you just shared the name with me that you can bleep out or (laughs) <laughs> because you kind of legal named we can him.
1: Say, we, can say, we can say Stone, I think. I think that's okay.
0: Okay, Stone. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite memories of Stone is we, we did a production of Oklahoma. Yes. Uh, at school. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, the power... So when the power goes out in this theater, uh, like I was performing in Oklahoma, when the power goes out in this theater, um, the fire curtain comes down. Yes, uh, because like the power system and the mm-hmm. the fire curtain are for some reason closely linked. <laughs> I, I, your guess is as good as mine, Daniel. And uh, it's um, a very
1: old and very bad theater
0: with poor wiring. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, when the, so the power went out during the show. Um, yes. The fire curtain came down obviously it's bad form to do a show with the curtain down. So we had to hold and the only person stone who could have ro- risen the, the curtain because you need a key to rise it. Cause it's a fire curtain. It's for your safety that only one person can rise it or else we'd be living in chaos. Um, he, he came in like, it took him like 20 minutes to come in, in the middle of this three hour long musical. <laughs> and he comes in, I just hear him grumbling. Like oh, I was, I had to stop my barbecue. And it, it was, just, and I, <laughs> So, <laughs> like so I, worst, I had to stop my barbecue for Oklahoma the for part <laughs> of
1: this story is that I was a I was a carpenter part of this summer season. So I was one of three carpenters who we built everything and then occasionally we would have to run the show. So I was like the only carpenter on the crew. Everybody else was like had worked in the costume shop or whatever. So nobody else really knew 100 percent about all the mechanical stuff going on on stage. And so I go over to the fire curtain box and I'm like, I can figure this out. Certainly I can figure <laughs> this out. And the worst part is I do figure it out. And I hit the button and the cur- fire curtain rises and the audience goes, yeah, woo, Yeah, we did it. And it rises and the show is about to start again and it comes back down slowly. <laughs> and I'm like... Nice. Oh damn it and i go back over and i hit it and it starts to go up again and the audience goes yay and then it doesn't even make it all the way up this time it just slowly comes again and they're like yeah oh no
0: <laughs> the audience the- is cracking up they are they are howling with laughter as the fire curtain slowly raises and slowly comes back down like a foot it's so funny
1: and he and i were like we're walking and talking just like we're in the west wing and i'm like i've tried it twice it went up and it wouldn't stay up and he's like i don't i don't know and 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 God bless, this is a guy who has like a very distinct uniform. He's got jeans, black shirt, work boots all the time. He comes in now, cargo shorts, damn near a Hawaiian shirt and flip flops. And he's like, I don't (laughs) I just I don't know. And he goes over and he starts fiddling with it and then it works for him. And I'm like, well, that's that's embarrassing. And he's like, no, you needed a key. I'm the only one who has a key. I'll make a copy of it and give it to the ASMs (laughs) for tomorrow's show in case it happens again.
0: That's so funny. I, I uh, distinctly remember that. Anyway, was that's who Daniel incredible. is staying incredible. with in Ohio. Daniel, we watched a movie.
1: We did. I watched this movie today, actually. This is, I think, one of the few times I've actually watched it the day of a recording.
0: D- day of? I watched it in the car on the way to my oh, lovely hotel. God. Oh. Yeah. This movie is called Christmas Incorporated. Yeah. Um, And let me see if I have the power, nay, the gumption. To pull up a review, <laughs> um, there's only
1: 15 user reviews. There are two critic reviews, though. Oh, Jesus, that's new. What is a critic review? Oh, okay. I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd call a website called "Assholes Watching
0: Movies" a uh, credited review, but Daniel, we are called. The Mistletoe Secret, and I'd say exactly. we pre- give pretty damn good critic review. Critical reviews. I thi- no,
1: I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think something called assholes watching movies. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound trustworthy. That is not a. That is not a notable <laughs> snooze source. But if I'm looking for a review on a Hallmark movie, and I see, oh, the Mistletoe Secret reviewed it. They probably know what they're talking about. Assholes watching movies. I'm like, well, you're just going to make fun of this movie. And that's our job. Yeah,
0: that's my job. I'm I'm I have I have certification. I have I have I have a degree on my wall. Uh, (laughs) It is hanging up as I speak. It is stamped with wax right now. Okay, so uh, let me preface. I'm going to read this one. Uh, One one out of ten. Really bad. I'll preface this review by saying that I liked this movie I don't think it did a I, oh well okay well I, I I won't go as far to, I'm already qualifying myself I, wait, oh wait, uh, I wait, won't wait, go as this, far to say is this
1: you qualifying yourself
0: Yes this is me qualifying okay. me I, I, This movie I agree. wasn't terrible No I this agree. movie was not bad mm-hmm. Um okay ready Yeah <sighs> 1 out of 10 really bad <laughs> I consider myself a Hallmark movie junkie. Me too. I usually love watching all the holiday movies and all the Hallmark movies in general, but now they're being so mass produced. It seems that quality has been left behind as the quantity increases. I can usually look past this and enjoy the fluff and predictable storylines to pass a few mindless hours, but this movie was so awful, I could barely stand it. I wanted to turn it off within the first few minutes, but kept watching, hoping it would get better as it churned on. Two (laughs) hours later, and it was still horrible, badly acted, full of plot holes and goofs. I clearly have too much time on my hands to have wasted on this quote unquote movie the
1: movie's not two hours long
0: um well how, how long is it with um Oh, uh, with with how, commercials with it does yeah with ads
1: it probably takes up a two-hour block that's do you that's think fair yeah there are some uh, righteous reviews for this project here i'm only three yeah. quarters through this movie and it is so unbelievably awful i had to immediately get on here to vent I don't even get excited anymore when a newly released Hallmark movie is announced because I'm finding that they are mostly not good. Just poorly rehashed, poorly acted, poorly directed versions of the ones that came before.
0: I will say the timeline, the production timeline was particularly clear in this movie because I, I noticed a lot of actor flubs, like line flubs and muddled words. Oh really? Um, I,
1: I guess a little bit. Yeah, I guess a little bit.
0: Yeah, like uh, just people tripping over their words, just a tad, like one word here, one word there, and I was like, oh, that's the one or two takes. Uh, Hallmark uh, I, production. I do think this uh, was Jeff's made kiss.
1: super quickly. Like this feels like it was cranked out in a week and a half.
0: Yeah, um, and I have Could, we have no history of these. I wish I wish the history of the production of these movies was more well documented because oh then I feel dude, like if, we'd we'd. We could have a whole history podcast, dude.
1: If there was a book series that was like volume one, 2010, and it was just like full of production stories from all of these movies, I'd buy every one of them.
0: Yeah, I, 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 (laughs) somebody on, uh, somebody on Mrs. Miracle, Mrs. Miracle, full method. (laughs) She got so into character.
1: (laughs) Can I um, can I try and speed describe this movie?
0: Go for it. I think this is one of the easier ones that you could speed through. Absolutely. You want me to time you? Sure. Yeah. Time me. OK, uh, give me one second. Let me pull up my timer. Yeah, this is a this is a, I think you're going to be very successful at this. I really have uh, like full faith in you. I actually think like if you don't do it, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. So
1: what is my time uh, limit or is I'm just going to see how fast (laughs) I can do it?
0: Uh, Let's just see, see how fast you can go.
1: Now that we've put a mountain of pressure on me. um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's just, let's just see how, let's just know I'm, I'm ready. Ready? Three, two, one, start. Riley Vance is working
1: in New York City she moved there from a small town she only has $89 left to her name she's racing around getting interviews she finally (laughs) interviews for the B the assistant for William Young who is recently (laughs) taking over Young Incorporated they are a toy company because of course they are she gets the job but she lies about who she is she's misconfused for another Riley V so she ends up getting the job but she lied to get it she uh, stands up for herself in the first board meeting and gets sent to this small town where they're thinking about closing down a factory William goes there they're doing a whole inspection of the factory they invent this whole thing about rebranding toys into Christmas toys now to try and save it. There's a journalist named Piper who's trying to figure out are they dating? Are they not? They're definitely dating. Eventually, Piper Riley is found out. uh, you, uh you, William gets mad at her for like 10 minutes at the end of the movie, and then they save Christmas and they save the town, and that's the end of the movie. They go ice skating one time together.
0: Very good, Daniel. 51 seconds. 51 seconds. All that's right, a little ve- long. Little very long, but- good. Very good, though. Um, I will say there's one thing, one thing. I, th- I think you, I missed a
1: couple of notable plot lines there.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to fact check you. Great. The, journaler, the, the journalist's name was.
1: Oh, it's Rebecca. It's Rebecca. N- it's
0: Rebecca. Yes. yes. Not, P- Piper is the, uh, Piper is the hired uh, uh, chauffeur. That's yes. also a waiter in the local town. Um, yes, 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 there's yes. a lot of kooky side characters. There's, uh, there's the mayor who is like, Ah, oh, William Young. So glad to have you. Uh, did you know that if this town didn't exist, I probably wouldn't have a job. But in this town, I'm literally the king. And he said that in the movie. There's um, uh, there's
1: amazingly the sheriff who arrests William on his like first day into town because William decides to drive his motorcycle because he's cool like that. And he gets and forgets arrested his license. for speeding and for not being able to provide yeah. proper identification.
0: Um that was pretty good. there's the journalist w- who is who is literally just exists to foil william Young, which is uh pretty <laughs> funny um let me think i think i think that's that's pretty much it there so you you hit the nail on the head um one of my favorite parts of the movie was the part where uh uh William found out that uh What's her name? Is her name Riley? Riley. Uh, when William finds out that Riley is not the actual Riley, he i Hallmark does this trope. Oh God, Daniel, I can't stand it. Where they're like, "You lied on your resume." <laughs> and it's like I can't trust you anymore. And it's like, all right, guy, like, come I on, think, you know business. I think why I liked this
1: movie, and I wonder if it's not the reason you liked it a little bit too, is. When he finds out, he goes and complains to Amanda, who's his like executive assistant. She like handles the more business side while Riley handles like scheduling and setting things up for him and appointments and stuff like that. He goes to Amanda and he's like, she she lied on her resume. How could you let this happen? Like, I hired a fraud. And Amanda's like, no, you hired the right person for the job. And she's been proving that she's the right person for the job. And William's like, you got me there. And he moves on you know, and he's like, you're right. Because even if she lied on her resume, she's doing the job and she's doing a great job at the
0: job. I, 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 I like, will say. I like that. Hallmark movies have been saying what I've been saying out loud. Like I say, I, I see a character do something so completely irrational and I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then somebody <laughs> in the movie is like, Jesus Christ, Michael. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> thank you. Michael was being an idiot. And, and uh, I, I think also, um, I think it goes into what we've said before, where we don't really trust the writing. Like, I, I watch these movies like it's a action thriller, Definitely. hoping that the yep. writers can land the plane. And most of the time they don't. But when they do, oh, God, is it thrilling, Daniel? <laughs>
1: This one, this one's like solid, I think. It's not going to, it's not taking on many awards. I don't think it's going to break the top 10 of ours, but it's up there. No. And it's like what it's doing, it does it solid. I think um, the two leads are really, really good together. I think they've got a fun energy. Um, I think the side characters are like interesting enough without being distractingly interesting, if that makes sense. Like I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm never like, I want to know more about them than I do about the main characters. And honestly, it's not like they come up with some crappy plan to save the factory. They come up with a really solid idea of taking these bears that are now like out of stock. They're not out of stock. They're like these bears, they're out of commission, whatever. And Riley is like, well, what if we take them? They're these Make-A-Wish bears. And she's like, what if we rebrand them as a Christmas wish bear? We'll, we'll come back to that, I'm sure, in the connections. But she <laughs> brings it. she's like has a great idea. They go to everyone in the town. They're like, you just need to tell a couple of people outside of town about this and we can like save the the factory and i think the scenes where people in town are trying to get uh mr young to like keep the factory here are really good i think he acts them really well where he's like i'll think i'll think about it i'll definitely think about it there's a great scene where santa comes in as he's as william's reading this book and guilt trips him in front of these children
0: which is excellent (laughs) Yeah, very good. Santa's good in this movie. Santa is in this movie. Santa um, is in this movie.
1: Did you uh did you recognize this Santa?
0: Oh, hold on. We've seen him once before. You see, is this the one that you keep telling me about? No, this Here, is the see.
1: one who has to do with our old enemy, Mr. Kevin Sorbo. Oh, he is. <laughs> It's the Santa from the Santa suit. Five years <laughs> the later, Santa. they bring this guy back.
0: So, so for, for those who um, may not have or just for those who long time listeners who don't quite remember Santa suit or first time listeners that don't know what that is, Santa suit is a 2010 Hallmark movie uh, starring uh, <laughs> Kevin Sorbo, COVID denialist. <laughs> Um and, and kevin all sorbo.
1: Around piece of shit kevin sorbo yes
0: um where he is a he's the ceo of hunter toys daniel
1: it's all it's all coming back to me
0: okay sorry sorry I, we'll get to this in a second we'll uh, he's the them, ceo but... kevin sorbo stars as the ceo of hunter toys drake hunter and uh who does not look for um buried treasure. No, he sells <laughs> toys. And he uh gets he gets um turned into Santa essentially, where he on the outside appears as Santa, but spiritually inside is still Drake <laughs> Hunter. Um and he has to discover the meaning of Christmas and he falls in love with someone as Santa, which is so funny. <laughs> um so anyway, that the Santa that was in this movie, who gave good advice and also tormented another toy CEO, is yep. was also was the same Santa who cursed Kevin Sorbo as Chris Crandall <laughs> in, in
1: the Santa Cruz. Christopher J. Crandall. Um is that um I think that's it in terms of like the major plot beats. Yeah, I think we've it. one more thing I like. It this feels like a real small town because not everybody knows everybody and not everybody is up in everybody else's
0: business. So you're saying, you're saying this is a realistic depiction of what
1: I I think it's a much more realistic depiction of a small town than we've gotten before. Okay. yeah,
0: Dover. Dover. Yeah. Which I was surprised that there wasn't like a kitschy um, holiday pun attached to this one
1: yeah i was confused because isn't dover from it no
0: that's dairy that's dairy that's dairy that's dairy do you want to move on to uh connections
1: i yeah i feel i feel bad for not having a lot of plot details but that's kind of the plot
0: i mean you nailed it with your with your summary you killed you destroyed
1: like that's it it's pretty straightforward um oh you shouldn't date your assistant (laughs) <laughs> that's bad. I'm gonna I'm well, gonna go ahead and put said, that on a stamp. she's not the, she's
0: not the assistant anymore. Isn't did didn't it resolve where she is? He, he funded never fired her startup.
1: Her. Oh yeah, he's gonna well, fund he never her startup. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true.
0: She, he's gonna fund a startup of her consulting firm, and she's gonna consult him. As an assistant, like pretty much do her current job, except She's gonna go run independently with this one.
1: They're going to yes. launder the crap out of it.
0: Yeah. Launched. Um, connection. Okay. Yes. First connection. Woman who walks down the stairs, who drops the hint. Oh, um, yes, yes who drops the hint that this interview is going on. So the movie like starts with her getting rejected uh, from another job because she doesn't currently have a job. And she's like, I'm looking for a job. Why should I have a job? And the person is like, exactly. Get out of (laughs) here. And um, (laughs) then she she's sulking sadly, uh, as Hallmark characters do. And a woman on the phone is like, yeah, I'm about to go in. For this job interview at William Young, they're having like open interviews over at their office. She. Is one of two people, and I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you decide, Daniel. Okay. she is either she is either a guardian angel. Obviously, we just throw those around like they're candy. Classic. Or B, she is a she is a Christmas agent. Targeting William Young because William Young is an agent of of Zuckerberg.
1: Can I can okay. I introduce an idea that might complicate this idea?
0: OK, I, Daniel, there's nothing I love more than complicating a very simple <laughs> idea. So go for it.
1: I think Amanda, who is William's executive assistant. OK. I think she is part of a Gen 2 model of Guardian Angel, because very (laughs) clearly at one point, William says, I've known Amanda my whole life. He's talking to Riley and he says something along the lines of blah, 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 blah. How did you get this past Amanda who's known me my whole life? I think Amanda is part of the, like, Mr. Miracle model of Christmas slash guardian angels where they can interact with their person. Okay, because and I think so, that's my one point of evidence, my second point of evidence. And I think this might actually put her in a Christmas angel, but then she'd be a whole new kind of Christmas angel when Riley goes in for her interview with mr young with willie i don't know why i'm calling him mr young like he's um christian gray from 50 shades of gray or something (laughs) of Um, course william it's just william is so like yeah he's william okay yeah william Um, of course when riley goes in she goes into the office and she notices that the star on top of a christmas tree in the lobby is crooked and she fixes it and amanda who is what would you say 40 feet away 50 feet away uh-huh. At least, and up a f- and up like half a flight of stairs, kind of going about her thing. Stops. We get a clear cut to Amanda looking down at Riley doing this and smiling, and then continue her walk. And I think that's a little too, a little too perfect of a thing for her to notice. Without some supernatural hmm.
0: powers. Hmm.
1: I don't know why it stood out hmm. to me. It stood out to me a lot.
0: Yeah, and that was like a test. It was like one of those dumb interviews. So Dan, I'm I'm embarrassingly interviewing for a job. God. Someone save me. I, I've never felt more embarrassed than prepping for an interview for a job. I've I, I don't I can't even explain it. Do you are know, you know talk- what I mean? You no, know what I'm, are
1: you talking about?
0: As like so- you as Trey? <laughs> Yes, me, as Trey. I uh, like Why are you like,
1: embarrassed about interviewing for okay, a job? Okay, let me
0: let me just exp- let me explain. Okay, let me explain, me explain it. Explain it. So Riley Riley is interviewing for this job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm like Riley. I'm interviewing for jobs. Okay. I'm I'm I feel like because So I had a conversation with my sister and she's like a recruiter mm. um, for, for jobs. So she was like telling me all the things to do to like stand out to a recruiter and then all the things to do to stand out and like if, for like the hiring managers. And she, she was telling me all like the stupid things like what are your strengths, like the whole what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses. She mm-hmm. was telling me how to like tell a story and she was like telling me to like say what they like say what they want to hear and not like what you feel you know, yeah, yeah, and like not, like never. Don't say what you want. Say what they want to hear. You know, mm, yeah, and I yeah, feel, yeah. I just feel, I just feel so, Im- I feel so embarrassed. Like I, I, like I feel, I feel powerless because obviously I have no power because I have no job. Thus, I look for a job.
1: I don't know why that's embarrassing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyway, I the reason why I say this is because it's okay. it's the the fixing of the star is feels like the super embarrassing question Where if somebody if somebody were to ask me at a job interview, sell me this pen. I oh, would God. I would li- I would crumble into a into a puddle of of embarrassment. And if I would somebody- know what to say because I have prepped for it, Daniel. But I, I would just I would feel bad that they asked me that question. If somebody asks
1: you to sell them a pen in an interview and they're serious, it means that they don't understand the point of the pen exercise. (laughs) Because <laughs> you can watch because no, I'm serious because you can watch interviews with this was uh, the pen method. If you're not familiar, if you've never seen The Wolf of Wall Street, got very big after the movie The Wolf of Wall Street about the guy who is a criminal and embezzles millions of dollars from investors and is no longer allowed to publicly trade or privately trade stocks anymore in the United States stock market. He has a whole scene where he's like, sell me this pen. And it's it's this big moment, big, big, big moment, really cool moment. Jordan Belford himself has talked. And I think he does it in the movie, too. He explains how it's a trick because the point is not to sell them the pen. The point is you need to understand your client well enough and learn about them and learn what they want so you can understand what you actually need to sell them. So people who are like in an interview, if they're like, sell me this pen, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. They've never actually like looked into sell me a pen.
0: I think the Christmas star was a sell-me-the-pen exercise. You
1: think, you think this was a Jordan Belfort moment? I, th- I think this was a... Yeah. Talk about a crossover I want to happen. Wolf of Wall Street crossing over with Hallmark.
0: Daniel, can we call... What's her name? What's, what's the woman's name? Which woman? The uh, Amanda.
1: Oh, Amanda right? Sage. Jane Moffat is the actress's yeah. name. Wonderful. She's great in the movie. Love her. Um, Amanda? Amanda
0: Sage Is not is Sage, are Amanda you kidding is, me? <laughs> <laughs> she is not she is not the wolf of, of Wall Street. Yeah. Daniel. Okay. She is <laughs> She is the the reindeer. I was going to say of that. <laughs> can, of Candy Cane Lane.
1: She's the reindeer of Candy Cane Lane. Okay. Canon. I've, I'm I'm
0: jumping ahead to the recap canon. Okay,
1: so she is she <laughs> is she an angel then?
0: What is she? I told you what she is, and I and I'm far too embarrassed to say it again. Can I also can I bring your attention
1: back <laughs> to uh, Jane Moffat, who okay. was in "Come Dance with Me" or the Christmas Dance?
0: Oh, <laughs> wait, who is she? At? Was she? Wait, who is she at
1: that? I don't even I'm like reading the plot description. and I don't remember who she was.
0: Uh, Demi's Daniel, mother, it, Clarice, was...
1: doesn't necessarily approve of Jack and would prefer her daughter to date a man within their social circle. Jack still plans on proposing.
0: So that she, was an, execu- so, she, oh she was an
1: executive in that movie.
0: Come Dance With Me is... The movie where there's what is essentially business prom is coming up for this Christmas, yes. and two people yes. need to learn how to dance to impress their boss. I
1: love our shorthand for all of these movies now because if you're so if you're I, listening and you're like why do they always say the stupidest things about these movies try and imagine for a moment keeping the <laughs> 70 plus movies that we've watched all straight in your head because you never know you never know when you're gonna have to reference one
0: yeah it's it is it's a nightmare sometimes i look through the list daniel like on occasion just to see if i can recall i have just to see if i recording. had like a just to like feel something, yep. you know? Um
1: all right, so we've got the okay. oh, we've got the reindeer of Candy Cane Lane. Okay. I think this Santa's a legit Santa.
0: I think the Santa has to be a legit Santa, and I don't think it, it can't be a coincidence that no. the two movies are the Santa Suit and oh. uh and and Christmas Incorporated, because two toy companies were uh, uh, the same Santa is. Inter- that's like that's too much.
1: That's too much. That's perfect. I love that. I, I that's actually, perfect. That's too legit. Perfect. I think that was someone at Hallmark who was like, "Hey, it'd be kind of cool if we got the same Santa back, right? It'd be kind of funny." You think?
0: Okay. I. I uh, all right. I'll, I'll play. I'll play with I you. Think, I think sure. there's a
1: mole somewhere in Hallmark who's trying to. Connect certain movies to each other. <laughs> uh-huh. And if you're li- if you're listening, if you're listening, send us an email, please.
0: Send us an email. We you got don't it do got don't it not use for your real you. name.
1: We will not dox you. Don't use your real name.
0: No. Just nope. send
1: it. Just send it to us. Mistletoesecret at gmail.com. Yeah.
0: We are available for contracting. Um, All right. So we've got a Santa. I think
1: we've got a is are you saying then that Amanda is an elf, possibly?
0: No, I'm saying no. I'm okay. saying okay. I'm saying that the person that dropped I'm saying the person that dropped the hint as she was walking by on the phone is is a mole. Yes, totally. That is is working. That is working for Amanda.
1: Hundred percent. Is Amanda human? Hmm. I don't think she is because she was definitely a very different character in the last movie.
0: No, I think it's her spirit. I think the, the reindeer mm. is, is like a, you know, you know, in Harry Potter, what are those called? Oh, your, your Patronus? Yeah, your, that's her Patronus, is the reindeer.
1: The reindeer, okay, is this so bi- is, is she a witch <laughs> yeah. then? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no.
0: Or are you implying you have no, Christmas I, <laughs> witches? No, just in the layman's terms within her is the reindeer of Candy Cane Lane.
1: Okay, but so she
0: on on Earth, oh, okay. aka America, appears as Amanda in this instant.
1: So okay, so you're saying that she's a spirit, not a ghost, a spirit.
0: I'm saying okay. the spirit lies within Amanda, but she, but the, spirit, the spirit of that reindeer. Her? It, yes. Okay, it, but okay. it can possess across the world. I got you. Okay, like it, so like it does. Okay. The spirit doesn't just exist in Amanda. Okay,
1: I like this. I I like this idea of a of a reindeer of a wolf of Wall Street type character, but they are fully dedicated to the Santa business. Because <laughs> let's be clear, this or is a bu- business movie. Yeah. This is like a good business decision that they make. It just happens to be a good Christmas.
0: Business decision. Did you watch the trailer for this movie? No. Should I? It, it, I I think I told you about it. I might, I might have told you about it before we started recording last time, but it was uh, the literally the opening line of dialogue is "career girl seeks job," <laughs> and I was like, "That's way too on the nose for for me."
1: Man has business. I think that's how we should start doing the plots is we we pitch it like it's a like it's a trailer.
0: Yeah, like Grinchy Boss. They say that in the trailer too. A real Um, bastard of a
1: bastard. (laughs) (laughs) A real piece uh, of shit.
0: All the Hallmark ladies are like, my virgin ears. No, you can't say that. No, not mine.
1: I maybe not this week because I don't remember the exact line. I think going forward, though, what I'd like to propose to you is a little side, a little side hustle for these films. Okay. I want you to keep watch in these movies. I want you to pick out one sentence in every movie and then you'll bring it into the next episode and I'll do this as well. This is not just you, Um, but it's the one sentence where if you could add a curse word in, you would.
0: Okay. So and in the uh, original, so the original curse. sentence,
1: and then like one extra thing. Curse of the episode. Okay, curse of the episode. Yep.
0: Um. So let's do. Uh. Let's bring back Jolliest and Naughtiest for this movie because I and think Naughtiest. there's there's some uh, discussion. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is yeah, some yeah, discussion yeah. here. Um. For me, Naughtiest is gonna have to be the reporter Rebecca. 100%, obviously,
1: hundred percent.
0: Um. Jolliest. I'm gonna have to say our 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 main girl, mm, uh, Riley. Mm-hmm. That's a, that that's those are my picks. And for naughty I don't think I need to explain my naughtiest because there's no other real villain <laughs> in the film. No, but I want to talk about but, the reporter because she is horrible. Um, do you think she works for the uh the the Inquisitive Pilgrim? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. I think that's – she's trying to get hired for the Inquisitive Pilgrim, 100%. You think so? You think so? She <laughs> so she like sits down. She First of all, she does all of her work at a, like the local diner just out in front of everybody. But her entire journalistic career is she's like, it's going nowhere. So I'm just going to start really shit-talking William Young and that's going to get me a better job. But then she gets well, mad. She said, I mean, when Riley starts butting into her personal life, and Rebecca's like, "Why would you do this?" And it's like, "That's what you do." And worse, you don't <laughs> do it for the news; you do it to get yourself a better job. I hated her. She
0: doesn't have what it takes to be on the Inquisitive Pilgrim. She doesn't. Uh, for the and for those who don't know, the Inquisitive Pilgrim was from th- the Thanksgiving House, uh, was essentially a like a Christmas gossip website. <laughs> Yeah, that masqueraded itself as like a uh, a news column. I think it's like a, it's, it's a, like sub stack. I think it's like a sub stack. Mm, yeah, yeah,
1: Um. I will agree with you on naughtiest. Um. Okay. I think Riley is an excellent choice for jolliest. Um, I'm actually though, I think I want to throw out her mom. Mm. I think her mom is quite jolly. I think every time they talk on the phone, she's all about, how you doing, sweetie? Hope you're doing well. You go. You're the best. She's just a very yeah. supportive mother, and I and I like that. Okay. She also disappears about halfway through the movie, never to be referenced again. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about she... her dad's weird attic of antiques.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I always think the the set design for, like, these either parents houses or their own houses are is just insanely lavish for whatever mm-hmm. entry level job that they're pursuing he's maybe 2015 entre- he's was a different time um, nothing more
1: specific than that
0: antiques he's got a
1: shop whole attic full of crap Did that, we, really, it just, um, it, that really stood out to me for some reason. I don't, I don't really know why, but it did.
0: Is, is, I mean, is, he doesn't own an antique shop, right?
1: I don't know. He might. He had a hmm. lot of random. It reminded me of a scene in like the earlier Marvel movies where they'd like show you an item in the background. They'd like show you a little bit of Captain America shield or something because they were they were embarrassed. And it reminded me of that. <laughs> That was the vibe I got from okay. this, like attic of mysteries. So maybe like one of those items
0: would come up later.
1: I might go back actually and take a little screenshot of it, and we can like keep an eye out for them. Maybe that'd be I okay. think that'd be useful.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, well, uh, when you take a screenshot, your screen flashes a bit.
1: It does. Like the yes. twinkle
0: of a like a like the twinkle of a star. Jesus. And if you do that five times in a row, you get five stars, which you can leave on Apple Podcast Reviews. And uh, if you, <laughs> if you would like, you can visit uh, our website, ww.mistletoesecret.com, or you can leave us an email at mistletoesecret at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at hcusecret on twitter.com. Daniel, how is on a scale of one to ten how uh chaotic was that subway uh, that
1: I mean, compared to your usual stuff, I would only give that like a three out of ten really
0: Jesus that okay. was not
1: too bad i do we do okay. need to give uh, we need to give a couple of quick shout outs and you can find these on our Twitter accounts um, five days as of recording this uh, five days ago, friend of the show, King of Christmas himself, Zach Baggins' birthday happy birthday, Zach. Um, Happy birthday, Zach! Again, open invitation to come on the pod whenever you want. We uh, we don't really need to mm-hmm. talk about Christmas movies if you don't want to. Um, and then, most <laughs> importantly, ghosts. yeah, you sent this to me uh, about about two days ago.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Mayor of are we gonna Pol- are we gonna Alaska? are we gonna have our first uh, on podcast endorsement?
1: I don't know if this is an endorsement so much as like uh, it's really funny and I don't like Sarah Palin. Um, The mayor of North (laughs) Pole, Alaska is a man who has legally changed his name to Santa Claus. You'll Mm -hmm. take a wild guess what he looks like. Just take a take a little gander about what you think he looks like. Uh, He is a massive uh, uh, Bernie Sanders supporter. He -hmm. is running on a Medicare for all platform. Uh, and he's running for congress against Sarah Palin for the great state of Alaska um i'm i'm fascinated by this gentleman like he's <laughs> he's there he's 100% there
0: <laughs> he's out there and he's in he's in North Pole Ooh, it's he a, is it's running he a, is
1: running as an independent though so this mm. oh this my god is, he's on twitter this is
0: my <laughs> this is my endorsement daniel oh, i, you I are am officially endorsing this man i'm i am endorsing this man he is
1: an independent, progressive, democratic socialist with an affinity for Bernie Sanders and, and an aim to represent all Alaskans.
0: Wow. I'm going
1: to go on this guy's thing here. Let's look at this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Holy crap. Um, all right. We're
1: going to start giving updates on this gentleman, I think.
0: Yes. Well, I'm, I'm going to keep him. I'm going to have a, a, a news alert and activate push notifications a news alert? for I, this guy. I think we got to follow yeah. him
1: on Instagram, right? We're going to follow him
0: i mean naturally we should invite him on the podcast we should invite him on the uh, podcast <gasps> right yeah give him a little signal boost uh <laughs> i don't i doubt he needs it but um anyway my name is trey platnicki my
1: name is daniel santa claus Conkle.
0: and i'm reminding you to stay jingling and stay jolly thank you for listening
1: high oil gas prices inflation time for a corporate windfall profits tax and an end to oil subsidies last year corporate income taxes accounted for less than a tenth of uncle sam's total revenue in the 1950s corporations paid nearly a third of the federal government's
0: bills daniel he is the version of santa claus that we think santa claus is in the hall yeah like i don't (laughs) think it's a joke
1: anymore like it's (laughs) this is santa claus and he's doing it all right bye bye